Right, the reading today is from John chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. Jesus appears to his disciples. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray together as we come to God's word. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for these things which were written that we might believe. As we look at them, we pray that we would be strengthened in faith and know that Jesus is the Son of God, the risen Saviour in whom we have life. For we ask it in his name. Amen. <clears throat> well, last week was uh, Easter Sunday, celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus from the dead. And what a glorious morning that was. Singing hymns like, Jesus Christ is risen today, hallelujah. And thine be the glory, risen conquering Son. Endless is the victory, thou our death hast won. 
we celebrated last week. But what was it like for those first disciples on that day when Jesus rose from the dead? The disciples had spent three years with the Lord Jesus. They had heard the things that he had to say as he taught them. They had seen him healing people of all manner of diseases and even raising the dead. And they had been with him on that day when he was welcomed into Jerusalem and the crowds were singing, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they were with him when he was taken captive and they fled. They knew he was crucified. And now the tomb in which Jesus' body had been laid to rest was empty. Well, this morning we have read the story of Thomas, often called Doubting Thomas, when the other disciples told him that they had seen the risen Lord, he couldn't believe it. He said, unless I see him with my own eyes and are able to look at his hands and touch his hands and verify that he is indeed the Lord Jesus who died upon the cross and was and had a, a spear thrust into his side. Unless I see that he is risen, I can't believe it. Thomas is often called Doubting Thomas. But I think that he often has a bad press. It's easy for us to judge him and to say, why didn't he believe? But we have to confess that we often are filled with doubts. So I want us this morning to look at how not just Thomas, but all the disciples were often marked by doubt. And through their doubt, perhaps we will be encouraged in faith this morning. Let's look at that together. First of all, the disciples could not believe that Jesus would die. Do you remember that occasion when Jesus said to his disciples, who are people saying I am? They told him, some are saying that you're John the Baptist, raised from the dead. Others are saying that you're one of the prophets, maybe Elijah. And Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? A crucial question for them and for us. Who do we say that this Jesus is? And Peter blurts out, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. What extraordinary faith he shows. Jesus goes on to explain what that means. Yes, he is the Christ. And he explains to the disciples that he has to suffer 
and die in order that he would be raised again. And we read that when Jesus said this, Peter rebuked him. Can you imagine that? Peter, the disciple, rebuking the Lord Jesus, taking him to one side and saying, you got that wrong, Jesus. That could never happen to you. Peter could not believe that Jesus would die. And he's speaking on behalf of all the disciples. And Jesus rebuked him. Get behind me, Satan. When Jesus was taken captive and hung at last upon that cross, the disciples were not believing in the Lord Jesus. Who was it who believed in Jesus on that day? The only people who are recorded as believing in Jesus on that day are one of the dying thieves who said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the centurion who said, surely this man was the son of God. But the disciples didn't show such faith. And after Jesus had risen from the dead, it wasn't just Thomas, but all the disciples who hesitated and would not believe that Jesus was risen. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, Luke records how Mary Magdalene and others of the other ladies went to the tomb. They were going to take spices to embalm Jesus. But they found the tomb empty. And angels encountered them who said, why are you searching for the living amongst the dead? And so they rushed back to tell the disciples what they had seen and heard. And Luke records this. He says, They did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. That's all the disciples. Did not believe the women because their words sounded like nonsense. They couldn't make sense of it. Later in Luke 24, we have that story of how Jesus walked with two people as they were on their way to Emmaus. They didn't recognize him. And they spoke to this stranger about the things that had happened in Jerusalem. They said, we had hoped that this was the one who would save Israel, but he's died. And then they went on to say, some of the women have said that the tomb is empty. And then Jesus says to them, how foolish you are. How slow to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? He said to them, how slow you are to believe. And again, later in the same chapter, 
Luke records this same incident that we read of this morning, of Jesus' first appearance to his disciples in that upper room. And Luke recalls how Jesus said to them, peace be with you, how he showed them his hands and his side. And then Luke recalls, records, while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything to eat? They did not believe it when Jesus appeared. All these other disciples, when Thomas was absent, out of joy, they just couldn't believe that this had happened. Jesus asked them, have you got something to eat? And he eats some fish in front of them because they thought he was a ghost. But he shows by eating food with them that he, it is a human body. It is the Lord Jesus bodily raised from the dead. But that's not the end of this story of uncertainty and doubt. Luke tells us in the beginning of Acts that Jesus met with his disciples on and off for 40 days after his resurrection. And then you know how he ascended into heaven. And Matthew records that this is what happened at his ascension. The eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped. But some doubted. Can you believe that? After 40 days of Jesus meeting with them and teaching them about the kingdom of God, some doubted. They still could not believe that it was the Lord Jesus risen from the dead. Well, if they doubted, how can we believe these things? Do you have some doubts? Do you sometimes find it difficult to believe? And ask yourself, can these things really be true? All of us have such doubts from time to time. But if we look at this passage that we read this morning, we see how in this passage and others, the Gospel writers record how they saw the risen Lord Jesus and the things he said to them and the things he taught them. And because they saw these things, they were able to write them down. As John says here, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in these, this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name they wrote down what they had seen and heard that we might believe and have life in his name. But that's not the whole story. For in this passage we looked at this morning, we read that Jesus breathed on his disciples 
and he told them to receive the Holy Spirit, his risen Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the living God. And that through that, they will be enabled to be witnesses to his name. And the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples on the day of Pentecost. In this passage this morning, we've read of Peter and the other disciples hidden away in that upper room for fear of the Jews when Jesus came to them. But what happened on that day of Pentecost? Still hidden away in that room for fear of the Jews. The Spirit fell upon them. And Peter... That fisherman was out there on the streets of Jerusalem preaching to everyone that Jesus who died is risen from the dead and that they could have life through him. The Holy Spirit animated them that they might be used to preach the gospel and others believe. And in the same way, this written testimony that we have to Christ risen from the dead is very important as we read the evidence from these disciples. But it's not enough. We need the Holy Spirit to come and breathe upon this word and to make it live and for us to encounter the risen Lord Jesus ourselves through the power of the Spirit and see something of his glory. Jesus gave the Spirit to his disciples that they might bear testimony to the fact that he is risen. And now we too are given that same Holy Spirit as Christ encounters us through his word, by his spirit, that we also might bear testimony to the fact that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and that Christ will come again. We can bear testimony with conviction to the things which God has done for our salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. That witness of the first disciples changed their world. And the witness of those who know the Lord Jesus Christ has gone on changing this world in which we live and will go on changing it until the day when every knee shall bow to the Lord Jesus and confess that he is Lord to the glory of God. And so now it's our turn to rejoice in the reality of Christ's death and resurrection for us, to be convinced of it and to proclaim it to others 
That doesn't mean we'll never doubt. We will still have doubts and fears. But it's as God deals with us through his word and by his spirit that those doubts are turned to living faith and can touch the lives of others also. May God empower us by his spirit to know the risen Christ and to bear testimony to him 